Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your October 8th edition. And uh, we really had a good time last week getting to know the Baton Rouge situation and really are excited. But we had as many listeners that we had last week, and uh, we're really pumped up about that. But before we get carried away with today, tonight's episode, we'd like to pray. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, we thank you for the whole idea of having this show and for having um uh, my producer Andrew and everything else associated with the show that we have a chance to connect everybody in a modem that really they can uh, listen to in their car and uh, and play again and again and not have to sit down and read. Uh, thank you for the written word too. Thank you for LA Prep Soccer and the fact that right now we're getting into a time where our communication with one another is at an all-time high. Thanks again. We do all this for your son's glory. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, uh, we are now going to focus our attention to Lafayette, at least the Lafayette girls. And um, we have, a, we're going to, on our next segment, talk to Daniel Underwood, who is the head girls coach at St. Thomas More, uh, a, a high quality program. And uh, I apologize for not really talking about the girls in Baton Rouge. I think we're going to have to have another show about that. Um, the boys took, took almost a whole hour. So I'm hoping that we're going to have a really good uh, interview with Coach Underwood uh, when it comes to talking about Lafayette soccer. Again, if you want to uh, be interviewed or you want to get your uh, take, uh, contact me, okay? You can call me on my phone and leave me a voicemail, 504-577-3131. You can, of course, contact us on our Monday Night Football pages on Twitter at and on Facebook, it's at MNFUTBOL. You can actually record a message on the Messenger app. Uh, or you could do like Coach Underwood did, uh, write me at laprepsoccer.net. Uh, my call uh, sign is A. DeRitter. <laughs> How about that for being clandestine? Anyway, we have to pay bills. This is not free. And, uh, and when we come back, we're going to have our interview with Coach Underwood on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 10:15. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNola.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNola.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. 
Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And joining us uh, on this segment is St. Thomas More. Uh, high school girls coach Daniel Underwood. Uh, Daniel, thank you for coming on the show and uh, welcome aboard. Happy to be here. Okay, well let's let's go right to it. Um, uh, who do you think are the teams to beat in the Lafayette area for the girls? Well, um, I guess I'll start with Division One. Um, uh, Katieana, I would definitely predict to be a top five finisher this year and another contender to to win it all um they lost a couple of key pieces but you know they have some some dynamic freshmen to come in they had some youth in uh some youth that got some experience last year so i would imagine in division one they'll be a contender um i wouldn't sleep on lafayette high uh, they have a group of juniors and seniors that'll be the core of their team and it would not surprise me at all to see them uh, back there in the top 10 or even the top five and really make a strong push come playoffs. The coaching situation in both schools, is it stable? Uh, there has been some change uh, at Acadiana. Uh, Coach Deb Hill uh, recently took a new position at a, actually a school that just opened up Mafia Southside. Uh, they were able to find a, a replacement in, in Alan Hannon, who's actually the boys director of coaching for Cajun Soccer Club. I think he's coached at the college level. And so I really don't see them them missing much there with the, the replacement of him. Uh, Lafayette High is still coached by Josh Sabo. So, you know, there's, there's continuity there with their coaching staff, and he obviously knows his players well. So, yeah. might have a, you know, the coaching change might hurt a little bit towards at the beginning of the season, but I would imagine by the time things really get moving towards the playoffs, Allen will have, have those Rams ready to roll. So. Okay, any dark horses like New Iberia or Barb? Um, I, Nish might put together a good run. You know, they had one, I think it was what, two years ago. And I, I would think their core, I know they got a couple of really good players who play within our, our club. So, yeah, they, they could put to get things together. Uh, Barb, you know, love what, uh, what Coach Todd's doing over there. He's really built a program that's, you know, maintain their their level of excellence each and every year. So yeah, it's not it's not out of the question to see them right back in it. But, why, why don't we talk about Como at all? Like, is they, they should be <laughs> getting the same players that y'all are getting, huh? Yeah. Well, you just heard me bring up we have a new high school that opened up in Lafayette and Southside, and that's really it's it's really hurt all of Como athletics. It it kind of pulled their uh, I guess their enrollment kind of split them. And so they lost, you know, they lost a lot of good players and athletes whenever that happened. I obviously don't know too much about that because that has to do with the, the the parish school board and the decisions they make as far as school zones and all. But I know it's kind of been a big deal here locally that, you know, the newspapers had some articles written up about it and stuff. And not just their soccer program, but all their sports right now are really feeling the effect of uh, 
of that new school opening in Youngsville. So, okay, so it's in Youngsville. So I, I guess um, now that makes sense to me. I have yes, relatives that live this, in Youngsville. Okay, this will actually be Southside's. Um, I guess their inaugural season where they'll play for like JV. And then next year, I believe there'll be a full-fledged LHSAA, you know, playoff contending team. So, all right. Well, Division Two, uh, you, you, this should be your cup of tea. Are y'all <laughs> yeah. the favorites? <laughs> I would imagine so. I mean, we're we're defending state champions, <laughs> and you know, I certainly hope so. So, but yes, yes, sir. I would say we we definitely we lost quite a bit of talent, but. You know, uh, we're we're looking to reload and, and get after it again this year. Um, I, I would I guess I'm not even Division Two. There's not too many Division Two schools locally. No, um, I would imagine Sam Houston. They're in our our district, and they they've the one thing I've seen out of them the couple of, last couple of years is they've gotten better. And one thing I love that their coach has done is he's challenged their their schedule during the regular season has gotten a little bit harder each and every year um because he knows he had a he had a freshman crew come in and he's kind of built them up so this is the year he's really hoping to see you know all of that that experience and in progress come together so in division two it wouldn't surprise me at all if sam houston was in the top 10 and even in a could could possibly make a top eight finish so really like uh what that school's doing over there with that group. So now look at my experience. I used to have to deal with Karen Crow when I was at brother Martin. Uh, what about their girls? Like the boys I, seem to be pretty I, strong. I just spoke with uh, their coach the other day and they're really excited. They had, they had bigger numbers than we had come try out. Look, I think he said something about 38 to, to 40 players had signed up to, wow. to play this season. And Karen Crow is one of those schools that, they always have a lot of athletes and if they can just keep keep you know their core healthy and add a couple of athletes around the you know the soccer players they have they can they can always be dangerous I think uh you know a couple of years ago in fact we were laughing they were one of the last teams to score a goal on us in the playoffs okay um, so and I think they even had one the year before they dropped down to division two they went to bird and went to overtime so they're they're a team when uh when things are clicking they can be dangerous so well boshin what about them yeah unfortunately uh boshin's just kind of in a process of you know they had coaching turnover and it just kind of seems to be a constant turmoil around that program but it's unfortunate they got a couple of players i really like and respect but it's just it's a program that's kind of you know you got to have the right coach in there who who can kind of build things and i'm i don't know with the coaching change it's hard to say what what his uh what he'll be doing this year understood understood and uh um going to division three uh now you got a plethora of schools okay oh my uh, goodness <laughs> I, I love the it's Division three is great. They got some great competition there locally. Um, Turlings Catholic, you know that's our rival school. But I always tell, always I coach a bunch of those girls. Um, okay. So I'm always telling them, look, I'm fans of you the whole season except for when SDM and Turlings meet. But 
Um, yeah, when we're not playing them, I'll probably have my, my Rebel cap on because I'm really excited to see see them play this year. They got a new head coach this season, Dave Laparouse. He's a girls director coaching for Cajun Soccer oh, Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, Dave. All right. That's, yeah. That's exciting. So they got a great coach. Um, and just really, I think their talent that they'll be able to put on the field should really make them a top contender for a state championship this year. I know all those girls are hungry for it. They're talking about it. They've been working hard. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit to see them put it all together this year. I know uh, they they might have one of the best striker combinations in the state. And, and Poirier and Sonia up top, who've been playing here with CSC lately, and I got to watch them on the field together the other day in a game, and I was like, oh, man, that's going to be a lot to deal with come high school season. So, uh, wow. They'll, they would be my favorite to win division two or division three. Sorry. So, okay. okay. What about, uh, I don't know anything about D- David Thibodeau and LC college, LC college. That's Loyola, isn't it? Are you talking Lafayette Christian Academy? Oh, so it's Lafayette Christian college. Probably. I'm about to say, okay. I didn't recognize that. All right. Yeah, I think, I think Lafayette Christian Academy is actually a division four. Um, and then one other thing I forgot to mention about Turlings is not only did they get a new coach, but they got a they got a goalkeeper who's who transferred in. Probably one of the best goalkeepers in the area is now enrolled at Turlings and is eligible to play this year. So mm. that should uh should really boost them up this year. Where did she um, transfer from? She was playing at Lafayette Christian Academy. She was at LCA. Okay. So now she's now she'll be at Turlings, and it was all done appropriately. Right. You know, there right, was right. no recruiting involved. I know the situation pretty personally because they wanted to make sure that you know they did everything correctly. So. Yeah, and um, I, I'm I'm pretty close with our athletic director here at De La Salle, and. And it seems like the LHSA is just inundated with transfer problems, you know, uh, people, right, right. And, and it seems to be infectious. But right. what about David Thibodeau High School? I don't know anything about him. It's a magnet uh, school. I guess it was a magnet academy. So they have, I know they have like middle school and high schools all together. Um, and so I know in the past they've had some eighth graders playing varsity. And they're they're so they're they're fairly young. Um, I know that. Like they a lot of their better players the last two years have been seventh and eighth graders. So I would imagine wow. they're fresh <laughs> freshmen and sophomores this year. Okay. So uh, it's still a program. It's it was you know a new school a couple of years ago. So it's still a program that's that's in the process of building. But um, you know every now and then they'll 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 play a tough game. And, you know like when you have a bunch of young players they're they're not very consistent sometimes. They seem to be up and down with their results and stuff. So. Yeah, but if you just stick with it, just look at ESA boys, how they just grew into <laughs> the juggernaut they are now, you know? Right. It's funny you should bring up ESA. Actually, when I first started coaching, I was the head boys coach at ESA. And the group that won state last year were sixth and seventh graders when I was coaching there. And we always were talking about that group being the the gold the golden generation per yeah. se. So to see them put it together last year was just it was amazing. It was something special for sure. 
I, I tell you what, I have my uh, my boys, you know, study them, and because uh, I love the style of play that they have, and of course they're very familiar with each other. It's just a good thing to watch. Oh yeah, and but, J- JB is he's he's a great coach, so I'm always watching his sessions and trying to pick up things he does because uh, he's he's someone who who definitely spends a lot of time putting together you know training sessions and things like that. So. They got a they got a great coach, and then like you said, they got a group of players that really know one another and work work well for one another. So, well, St. Martinville now their boys came out of nowhere. What are the <laughs> what are the girls like? I, I really honestly I don't know too much about their girls. Okay. I've never I've never really seen them play. I know Cecilia. I'm actually I coached a couple of the Cecilia girls, and you know I I love love uh, teams. Like Cecilia, just hardworking teams, you know, blue collar. And uh, I would love to see Cecilia have a ton of success this season. I tell them all the time when I see those girls, I'm like, man, I hope, hope y'all break into the playoffs, host a couple of home <laughs> games so I can come watch y'all play a little bit. So. Now, Appaloosas, uh, where do they, what clubs uh, do they draw from? <sighs> I don't really know. Um, yeah, that's got to be kind of like in that uh, no no woman's land if you want to put a gender to it, you know. Yeah, I know we we have a couple of players from Opelousas, but there used to be a club. It was more of like a recreational program, but I'm not sure if they still run it or not. But okay. Yeah, I don't really know too much about Opelousas and Opelousas Catholic. I know St. Louis. <laughs> Oh yeah, what about what? What, what do you think about St. Them? Louis? Is all you know, <laughs> boys, girls. I don't know. They're just a factory over there. It seems like so. It's like um, whenever yeah. they whenever they get off the bus, they just keep getting off the bus. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean, their girls. You know, they're. I think their girls are trying to reach some of the same heights as their boys have, and I think if you look at the results the last couple of years, you can see they're just progressively getting better. And you know, anytime you get a a team that's well coached and organized and you got players who buy into the system, they can always be dangerous. So is Jason involved with the girls too? Jason Orton? Um oh I know he's the athletic director and I'm I'm sure. I mean Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I see the girls, he's always around. They they do have a different head coach of that team, but he's involved in in all aspects of the soccer program, which is great. I mean, to have yeah. your athletic director also be, you know, such a a Hall a of Famer. Partici- yeah, and, and a heavy participant in the game, you know. So I can only imagine the support that that school receives for their soccer program. You said it. Okay, and the Big Bad Division Four. Uh, I don't know. Catholic New Iberia, isn't it their, their time to do it or, or no? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of – I think their, their best chances were four, four or five years ago, but they've had, they have another young core that's kind of come up together. Um, like any of the small schools, it's about that starting 11 really just staying healthy throughout the season. And and I think if, you know, their starters can stay healthy, that's a program that can that can be right there in the mix at the end. I do believe ESA was a year early. I tell that to everybody. I think okay. talking with their coaching staff, that was a group where uh, they really felt like this was always going to be the season. And I, I could, I, I believe it. So I could definitely see a, a team like Episcopal School of Acadiana right back in it, uh, you know, most likely facing off against the Newman or Lyola Prep. I mean, like Academy Sacred Heart, I believe, is Division Four as well. Yes, they are. Um, 
so yeah, a very easily probably in Division Four in our area, ESA has got to be the favorite, the front runner. Ascension graduated a couple of key pieces. Um, however, I know a couple of freshmen that are going there are, can can replace those members. So I would assume Ascension Episcopal will be right back in the mix. So what about Westminster? Yeah. Um, no, probably not. They're they're just the uh, they started a girls program, I believe it was four years ago, and they're they're kind of hit or miss as far as the players that they're they're able to get right now. Unfortunately, I, w- I wouldn't really put them in the mixture. Same as LCA, like Lafayette Christian Academy. You know, they obviously lost probably their best player in Lauren Starwood. Um, and LCA is another school where uh, I'm sure you might experience this, where it's a small school, so they share athletes. Yes. Um, oftentimes they'll have a couple of basketball players, uh, you know, playing on the soccer team. So, yep, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, um, overall, the top players that are probably going to come out uh, after t- we we say goodbye to the season in 2019, who's going to be the top college recruits? You think in the Lafayette um, area? Well, if we're looking at Acadiana, Emma. Oh gosh, her last name escapes me all of a sudden. Um, I could. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I can't. I know her first name's Emma. She's. I believe she's committed to Louisiana Tech. Okay. Um, she's a player for sure. Um, Katie Cook, the Lafayette High goalkeeper. I believe she's also committed to Louisiana Tech. Um. All right. Those two players on those two teams will pro- should be should be critical to their team's success. Uh, J.C. Crochet for Lafayette High is a dynamic playmaker. Um, she has a great left foot. She should be a junior this year. I could very well see her being one of the top goal scorers in Division One. Um, there's a couple of freshmen. Izzy, again, I'm not very good with these last names. She plays for. Acadiana, she was a starter for him last year as a freshman. Um, and she she racked up, I think, double-digit goals throughout the season. Yeah, She'll I saw her one. play. She was she's really, really good. I mean, she's yes. fast, you know. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a good player. Um for us, I mean yeah. Maddie Moore, I feel like we're we're almost she we're like Duke in the fact that it feels like she's been playing forever. Uh, but Maddie Morrow will be a senior this season for us, um, and we're we're only hoping that she she continues to propel us and our team to new heights. So she's she's great. Uh, Ramy Noel for Katiana is is dynamic. Um, I would have voted her MVP of Division One last year. Uh, both Ramy Noel and Maddie, I believe, are committed to LSU, and those two players are just dynamic. Mm. They're a little different players, but they're both dynamic in their own right. Wow. So uh, we also have another player, Claire Werther. Never get, she's the type of player. She never gets, you know, the attention or the accolades. But, if, you know, as a coach, if you're talking to me, she's, she's critical to everything we do at STM. Um, both Maddie and Claire have been starting for us she, almost every game since they were freshmen. So we're definitely looking for for those two to lead us this year. Um, let me, oh, I, I mentioned 
Fourier and Emily Saunier from Turlings Catholic. Lauren Starwood's a goalkeeper. They have a center back, Amy Fontenot, uh, who's great. I could go on and on. They got a lot of players I, I really enjoy and like. Awesome. And uh, what are the relationships um, like? Let me rephrase the question. It, is it a healthy relationship between the high schools in Lafayette and the clubs that y'all have participating? Or yes. Is there, or is there yes. a rub there? It, re it really is. And it's, it's only, it's, I sense a, uh, I sense the tides turning as far as Lafayette right now, we have two competing clubs and Dynamo juniors and Cajun soccer club. And you can really see uh, these players are, they're playing against each other at the club level. and it's a big robbery, and then they're getting to high school and they're starting to play together on the same teams. And so you're starting to see a lot of camaraderie amongst the players, which, you know, only spills over into, you know, their parents and the fan base. And so we're starting to see a lot more cooperation amongst the clubs and the players. And yeah, there's, there's definitely a healthy relationship. Um, I think almost if we go around and name all the head coaches, almost all of our head coaches coach, coach for, Cajun Soccer Club or Dynamo Juniors. Um, okay, you know, we're, all, we're all we all work together and we all communicate together. So, yeah, there's really a sense of um, you know community as far as, so as far as soccer community. I know last year it was great. We were supporting Acadiana girls and Lafayette High girls were coming out to our soccer games and cheering us on. We were going to their soccer games, and it was just you know, soccer community supporting one another. So it definitely is a, uh, a sense of community here as far as all the schools, but they line, we line up across the field from one another. Sometimes those are the most, uh, intense, most, <laughs> yes, most intense and competitive matches. So, uh, we always joke, like I said, the turnlings, it's always a game is, is a playoff atmosphere every time. And, so it's just, it's a fun game to be a part of. Same thing, Lafayette High, Acadiana. Those games are always just fun to be a part of. So I'll never forget, of course, this is on the boys' end. Uh, when I first started coaching, before you were born, probably, uh, uh, Acadiana and Lafayette played each other at Lafayette High. And uh, that was a game I'll never forget. It, it was it was brutal. I mean, everybody knew everybody. uh uh anyway uh oh yeah that's what makes it that's what makes it even even better is you got you got friends on the fields but they're going after each other and then parents in the stands same thing they're they're friends with each other except for that 90 minutes in between the white lines so. uh, and and yeah you said it um, uh, that um before i let you go the doc uh uh, bulletin that came out a couple weeks ago. How was that received in Lafayette? Is it a, a problem or? Uh, no, I think it's you know, I, it's it's something that's always been discussed. Like I even brought it up uh, with myself. I'm really familiar with all the Turlings Catholic players because I can't coach any of our STM players during during club season. And so it's kind <laughs> of the same where uh, Turlings Catholic coach is familiar with STM and. You know, Lafayette High is familiar because of that rule where you can only coach, I believe it's six, yes, six. six or less. Yeah, yeah, so we always try and abide by it. And even, um, you know, I, I think even since that memo's come out, um, it was addressed within our coaching staff. I mean, like, um, I've heard you say it before, like even 
you know, simple things like when you're at a tournament, you know, you approach a bench or you approach a field as a coach and you got eight of your players there, you know, be there to watch or be there to support. Do not be there to coach. <laughs> so That's right. I was um, at a game today and uh, and I just kept telling the players, hey, in a couple of weeks, I can talk to you about what I just saw. But right now, oh, have a wonderful day. <laughs> Oh yeah, correct. I, I it's it's tell, hard to sit in the. It's hard to watch, though, man. I, I completely understand. I always tell, have to tell my players, like at the end of summer training, like, "Hey, I will, I'll probably see you around, and just understand, you know, I might not talk to you as much as uh, as I want to, but that's because, you know, we just gotta abide by the rules and make sure nothing is even perceived to be illegal and such." But I, I believe here in Lafayette especially we have a good leadership base with our clubs that they make sure we follow, you know, the rules set forth by LHSA and LSA. So, uh, you know, like I said, almost all of our coaches coach both club and high school. So we really have to have to monitor that six player rule and making sure we're not, we're not in violation of it. So. Well, I'll tell you what, you can see that leadership too in the state championships uh, last year. It was very well run. And I like the natural turf there, and uh, I think I think the state championship is going to be there for a while now. Um, yeah, let's hope so. We like it. <laughs> I know y'all too. Well, it's a hassle for New Orleans, but it is always a hassle for y'all coming to New Orleans to play. So yeah. you, you, there's no there's no perfect place. Uh, but I tell well, you, that, I, t- I think that Jesuit St. Paul's uh, really helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a a classic <laughs> for the ages last year. On the that was one of the best. Uh, high school soccer matches uh, I've you know kind of been in the stands and been a, a witness to so it was it was extremely exciting you know to have a game of that you know that feel and magnitude take place here in Lafayette just really I think instantly made um, made that stadium you know kind of a memorable memorable atmosphere and place to play so. and, and I kind of enjoyed the MVP game being right after there was a there was a bunch of people there for that and so they got a treat and to see the Correct. game so it was really good. Well, Coach, thank you for being with us, and you're always welcome on the show. And uh, and uh, anyhow, and I wish you best of luck. I'm going to be coming to play St. Thomas More's boys uh, during the Christmas break, and uh, maybe we'll run into each other. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And God bless you. God bless you, thank too. You. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Coach Daniel Underwood, uh, uh, and he had a lot to say. I mean, real thorough interview about the state of soccer in Lafayette. I wanted to ask him how many of those teams he thought were going to actually uh, win state, but uh, I didn't want to jinx him. I don't believe in jinxes anyway. But you you can hear in his voice, he's pretty confident that St. Thomas More is going to be a contender. And uh, and that's what you want to hear. You want to hear uh, that you know our competition is not watered down, that every area, every district has a team that can t- contend. And um, soccer is just... Uh, continually, um, I think we're the flagship sport of the state where our championships mean something and uh, and our districts are balanced. So anyhow, that's it. Uh, we'll probably try to cover the Lafayette boys scene next week uh, on Monday Night Football. Remember, if you want to get in touch with me and uh, get in touch with us, again, that's Twitter at MNFUTBOL or uh, Facebook the same way. You can um, send us a pre-recorded message if you want to, uh, calling me on my cell phone, 504-577-3131, or sending us uh, a voice message on um, Facebook Messenger, 
And of course, you can always write me at uh, laprepsoccer.net at A. DeRitter. That's going to do it. Uh, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter from Delisau High School and Soccer Innovations of America, and I wish you and your family the best October possible. Uh, Carpe diem in Christ. See you next week. <laughs>